This is High Stakes from Gerard Phillips, Kate and Hancock. Welcome to High Stakes. I'm David Schifrin. Our VP of Digital Strategy, Reed Smith, just got back from the Mayo Clinic Social Media Network Conference. Reed has been involved in the group for years, so he's been watching the evolution of both the conference and the digital space in healthcare in general. A few hours after he got back to the barn, we ducked into the studio for a quick debrief on what he heard in Rochester. Please be sure to subscribe to the High Stakes Podcast on your favorite platform, and of course, you can always check out what's new at GerardInc.com. That's J-A-R-R-A-R-D-I-N-C.com. So is there, not was there, what was like the, <laughs> the overarching uh, theme of the Mayo Social Media Clinic this year? I think, um, you know, it's interesting every year going back to this conference and having the, uh, I guess, the history that, that I do or that I've, I had the opportunity to be a part of. It's, um, you know, the more things change, the more th- they stay the same to some degree. Um, and so I think we're starting to get to a place where, uh, if you look at like the Gartner hype cycle, you know, there was in the early days, this, uh, big spike of, um, amazement, if you will, and everybody was super excited. And then everybody got super depressed when Facebook's algorithms changed and (laughs) organic content doesn't work anymore. Every 12 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, so I think we're now getting back to that place of understanding, um, you know, here's where the opportunity is and it's starting to plane out. We're starting to see value, you know, over time. And so now people are really getting into, uh, the weeds on optimization and understanding the best way to do things. And, uh, we're, we're venturing outside of, uh, strictly social media. So, you know, in the early days we were very specifically talking about Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever it is. And, and while that still happens, uh, we're, we're seeing other topics about how to be more efficient with a small team. Um, I did a talk on reputation management. Um, there were things about, you know, CRM and, and measurement. And so you're starting to see some of the things that, you know, are kind of analogous to social as a whole, not necessarily here's what Twitter is and how it works. So is that like, um, like are the buckets, the digital buckets kind of merging or are the definitions changing? Because uh, you know, I think of CRM as a completely different bucket than social media. Yeah, um, I, I think w- we're getting to a place. It's really hard uh, to delineate where one starts and one th- one stops and one starts. Um, I think um, again, much like the department structure within a hospital, it was very easy some years ago to say, "Here's what marketing and communications does." Well, early on, it was very easy to say that's Facebook, and it start it started and stopped on the platform, right? Um, now we're getting smarter, and we're able to assess, and we understand our customers connect with us in different ways, and we want to understand that that consumer. Sometimes it's a patient, sometimes it's not, but we want to understand them as a whole, not just how they interact with us on Facebook. Okay. So that's where all the properties retargeting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's, um, it's the way, you know, it's really funny. Someone asked the question, 
there was a there was a Facebook debate, uh, which was a lot of fun. And so it was a very structured debate in the sense that uh, three of the people on the panel were pro, three were were against. You know the the use of Facebook uh, as an organization. Mm-hmm. And you know so we get to the end and everybody kind of drops the act, you know, or whatever. And uh, it was like, okay, because of this conversation, is anyone considering not using Facebook as an organization? No one raises their hand. And it's like, is anyone considering not using Facebook personally? Just about everyone raised their hand. And so the way we think about these platforms and their utility, uh, I think it's changed quite a bit. And so I would say, you know, from the early days of going to this conference in, say, 2010 to now, uh, you know, the way we think about the platform and its utility and its use is very different than it is now. Okay. Um, which I guess makes sense because when you talk about those nine years, I mean, that's two-thirds of Facebook's life. Oh, for Roughly. sure. It's all of Facebook's life as it relates to hospitals, right? Um, so, I mean, you know, 2009 was probably the year that uh, uh, we had a few hospitals sign up for Facebook earlier than 2009, but not not many. And it was really in that 2009 to 2011 time frame is where most of the organizations, not just Facebook, but started utilizing a lot of these channels. And so I think um, if you look at you know, the lifespan of somebody that maybe works in those roles. A lot of those people have come and gone mm-hmm. since those things were initially set up. So use cases, how we use them, certainly the way the platforms function have all evolved uh, probably numerous times since we decided Facebook was a good idea or we should have a Twitter account or whatever it is. Probably the most consistent uh, has been YouTube, right? Like, it, And a lot of people don't even think about that as a social media channel per se, even though there's a community aspect to it. Yeah. But it's like, um, it's like the second largest search engine on the planet behind mm-hmm. its parent search engine, Google. Right. Right. And, and I think that's an interesting one, right? And so I, I think each year there, there, uh, you can almost theme it by, um, what platform is new, Right, so early on it was it was Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, we saw a little resurgence of LinkedIn over the last couple of years. It's like the idea that it's not just an online resume kind of changed, yeah. right? Uh, but it was very de- defined when Instagram was new, uh, and then there was a lot of talk of Snapchat last year, you know. And then I heard TikTok come up several times oh, this man. year, you know. So <laughs> it's it's really funny because I mean you can almost determine what year it was when you start talking about conversations that you had or you remember this or that or this presentation or that presentation. But I feel like early on the presentations were very fo- were very platform focused. Now it's much more um, use case or utilization or issue focused. Which like you said at the beginning is good because like that's what the thinking about the hype cycle, that's what matters is how you're using it, how your audience is engaging with you. And so putting these back in the perspective of being tools and not, not, uh, yep. they're the means, not the end. Well, and I think again, early on to the, to your, to your point early on, it was, um, uh, what's your Facebook strategy where now it's just, what's your strategy, right? Facebook may be a part of it. 
uh, or not. Maybe it's uh, you know more YouTube or blog based or whatever the scenario is. Um, but you know we've you know podcasting has come up in recent years, uh, and then all the new platforms certainly. And uh, so anyway, it's just interesting to see kind of it evolve over time and uh, see kind of where we are. Yeah, that's cool. So backing out a little bit from because you're saying it's not all just about channels, and we've been talking about channels. Um, talk a little bit about the the bigger picture of technology and like some of your tweets talking about Dr. V. Like, yeah, sorry to Brian, I can never pronounce his name, but like yes. this whole idea that technology has removed us from each other, and now mm-hmm. technology may be the thing that brings us back together. I yeah, it's pretty intriguing. It, it's interesting. I, so, Dr. Brian Vardabedian um, was uh, one of the keynotes this year. And uh, he had a really great presentation around kind of the evolution of this space. N- not social media as much as just technology, because he talked a lot about, obviously, telemedicine and, and things like that. Okay. And it was more specific to the practice of medicine. Um, and so how that is delivered. You know, he mm-hmm. shows, you know, the older Norman Rockwell paintings with the doctor sitting next to the bed, looking the kid in the eyes, etc., you know, and now when you're dealing with a physician, how much of their time is them staring at the EHR, right? And so, you know, his his idea was that uh, um, there are a couple of things happening that he's seeing from a medical perspective or a physician's perspective, clinician's perspective. Um, technology um, has removed, you know, the way the physician interacts a lot of times with patients uh, the most famous example here recently was, um, you know, uh, looks like a robot wheels into a patient's room. It's got a doctor like on the screen, like telemedicine, right? He's yeah. and conveys to a patient in the ICU that, you know, that they're dying. Right. So it's like this super impersonal <laughs> scenario, which is hilarious because that was a, that was an episode of the big bang theory. I mean, relatively early on, like, I don't know. I right. can't remember what it was, it was right. four or five. Right. And like, yeah, Sheldon wanted to be somewhere that he couldn't be because he was sick, and so he did. You know, duct tape this stuff together, right? And like predicting the and that's, future, right? and that's what it is. And and the idea is that that's not necessarily inherently bad, right? Because we're, we're it, there's access issues out there yeah. where this actually plays a really critical a critical role. Um, I think too. There's another piece where. Um, and this was something I found really fascinating when we're talking about digital professionalism. Uh, and this was not in his keynote, but he did a he did a workshop on um, digital professionalism for for physicians. And and Dr. V was talking about the idea that most transgressions online happen as a result of context collapse. And it was something I hadn't really ever thought about or heard defined, but he talks about context collapse as being, you know, historically a medical school school student would be a certain way when they go sat down with the dean and talked with mm-hmm. the dean. They dressed a certain way, talked a certain way, et cetera. Versus on the unit versus with their friends um, on the weekends or whatever it may be. And Twitter is this context collapse where all of a sudden all that's in the same place at the same time. And so them talking online, it's like, you know, they have all those audiences at once. 
And so That's most of these transgressions are due to context collapse, where historically what you would have said to your friends on the weekend, you would not say to the dean or to a patient or what have you. But now that you're saying it online, you're actually saying it to them all, and it's, it's causing some issues. Um, and so that was kind of an interesting, an interesting viewpoint. Um, but as far as the technology piece, it's bringing us uh, apart, uh, but Ultimately, I think it's got the opportunity um, to kind of adhere us back together in, in the aspects of just, um, you know, being telemedicine's a great example of having those physicians, you know, be able to do that. Uh, and then hopefully at some point, you know, there's some efficiency there that, you know, people are able to spend more time you know, bedside or clinically with patients and things like that because of technology. Yeah. Was there, was there a hope that some of these... Um technologies like in the context of this group that some of these technologies can help solve like the clinician shortage and put time back with patients and all that. I mean, cause that's what everybody's talking about them doing, but is it really, I mean, these are the people who are kind of developing that, that model. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a hard question. Um, I mean, not being a clinician, obviously it's, yeah. it's hard to talk to that. I, I think, um, I think there is some hope for that. I think, again, based on that Gartner hype cycle, um, you know, we see a lot of this technology come out. Everybody gets super excited, and then you get the trough of disillusionment. And then, you know, we'll end up back at a place of, like, understanding there is some relevancy to this and kind of what that means, you know, going forward. So okay. we'll see. Yeah, because I just feel like we've been hearing for the last couple of years, this is going to change everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's changing some things, but. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what was like one or two, you know, we're always looking to be provocative, something, you know, kind of countercultural. Was there anything that you either heard that was off the beaten path or that you came out of there thinking like, you know, this is the, this is the lead of an article that would hook people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let me think. So I, I think one of the things that was kind of an interesting, it was an interesting discussion point, uh, was the idea that, um, um, you know, Facebook is not useful anymore. I mean, it's a necessary evil. Like we have to have a presence there from a brick and mortar standpoint, ratings, reviews, customer service, things like that. But that the evolution of the way that platform has gone is now it's just a customer service channel. You shouldn't waste time with brand messaging, uh, maybe some advertising, but it's not really a community. Um, and the idea of, uh, you know, do not have, don't, don't use Facebook groups. Um, you know, we're kind of stuck in this place of, um, you know, you don't want to invest a whole bunch of time and energy into things you don't own, you know, and that seemed to be the logical one. Yeah. Own, don't rent. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to be talking about next year? <laughs> what's, what's going to be the new Snapchat, uh, Instagram hmm. robots? Um, I, I think we'll, I think we'll continue to see this evolve a little bit to digital innovation versus social media specifically. Uh, I don't think we'll ever completely get away from social media, certainly because there's, there's plenty of opportunity there's plenty to learn there. Um, we'll continue I think to hear from people who have tried certain things, whether that is, uh, um, you know, use cases for TikTok, for example, um, but I think, you know, we'll start to see more of what we heard from Dr. V, 
uh, and some others just around the evolution of, uh, uh, of health IT. Cool. Yeah. All right. As far as I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get your magic eight ball out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.